Welcome back to Hot Topics with Tony and Brogan. We are a couple in the Midwest and we like to talk about topics. And yeah. we're going to do things a little bit differently today. So usually we have two stories each, so four stories total. But today we're going to do Tony has two stories, I have three stories. And we are going to do a trigger warning. The last story talks about uh, miscarriages, infertility, and... Um, it's your story. I don't know. I mean, it's our story. Oh, okay. It's not just my story. Well, I mean, the one that you're, you're, you're picking. Oh. Um, but yeah, it has some topics. And if you don't like to talk about uh, political things or hear people's political views... <laughs> It's going to have a lot of us. Mine, so. mine, mine this week is going to be super, super political, but In, it's going to be Indian politics. So, Like Indian. From India. Okay. I was going to say, that's called Native American, and they still are. That's still our. Okay, so uh, we're going to let Tone go first. Well, I think we should let you go first. Oh, so me, you. Yeah. Me, you. Got it. Okay. So my first one is about Alicia Keys and... Sir Usher. Now, during his Super Bowl performance, Alicia Keys came out. We watched it. We had some friends over and we watched it together. And it was a phenomenal performance, was it not? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. And Alicia Keys came out looking like the lady, beautiful lady in red with this long cape and this bodysuit. Looked great. People were pissed at how Usher touched Alicia to the point where like Swiss beats or not Swiss. Yeah. Swiss came out and had to defend that's Alicia Keys's husband had to defend their, their dance, not even their dance, just how Usher touched Alicia. And so it was this huge thing. And I guess my question to you is, I mean, you saw how Usher was on her. Would that bother you? If I was, a performer, and if you I were was pulling doing in Alicia Keys money, I think I'd be cool with it. <laughs> but do you know, or what if I, what if I was just karaokeing with like a friend? Like if we, you were karaokeing with a friend as Alicia Keys, and that friend was Usher, <laughs> and we were hanging out together. No, that's, that'd be weird. No, but like, is would you be upset if like we were karaokeing with some friend and he gave me a little behind hug? I mean, that'd be weird. I don't know how long we'd be friends then. <laughs> I'm being honest, um, but I mean that, that'd be different. I mean, if it's more of a casual situation, if you're not doing this professionally, then it's a little different. It's a little different. How is it different? They're friends in real life. Yeah, well, they're also doing the Super Bowl. All right, if you're doing the Super Bowl, bro, go for it. You could have sex on stage. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. If right. I get to the Super Bowl, I'm they'd be like, "Whoa, on. remember, remember that that Super Bowl thing? Like that? They, they'd ask me about that for the rest of my life. They I'd literally do, like, would podcasts. never remember Janet Jackson ever again. They'd, they'd be like, just, "Wow, it was like the next Janet Jackson. She just showed nipple. If I was having full blown sex on a stage, they're gonna say Janet Jackson paved the way for Broken Bennett. There you go. So it. that's that's my opinion of it. Okay, my is that if you're if you're doing it at the Super Bowl, my opinion is it wouldn't bother me if you like. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like having an actor or actress spouse. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be like, I don't know. It wouldn't bother me because I know, I know that um, it's your job. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not anything like, it's not something I have to. You don't have to see it every day. Right. So if you had, a, if you had somebody whose job was sex work, you'd be cool with that too. Uh... If I was a gigolo, if I was a professional gigolo, if I was a sugar baby. If I was a sugar baby. I almost said something, but I won't say anything. And I was on call. And I, like, three or four <laughs> times a week, I had to take calls from, like, some 60-year-old woman in, in Tampa Bay. And you just, like, talk dirty to her? Yeah, we talk dirty to her. And then, like, sometimes, like, I honestly would not care. Oh, yeah. Okay. At, like, you're pulling in money, and you're just sitting there on the phone talking dirty. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Because it's not, it's kind of like a stripper. The strippers, when you go to a strip club, they do not give a fuck about these dudes, right? Not does. Oh come on! Do you never care. had a stripper fall in love with you? I never. And like I they do dude, not care. When I was in the military, I knew a dude who got a stripper's name, t- name tattooed. on She was not impressed when he came back with it. Ew! That's not even her real name, you ding dong. It was not. It was something like Emerald or something. <laughs> oh God! All right. Well, that was just my one of my little fun ones. So. One of your little fun ones. Yep. Okay. Here's my little fun one. 
Uh, this is, by the way, where was yours from? Oh, mine was from BuzzFeed. Yours was from BuzzFeed. This yeah. is from The Hollywood Reporter. Oh, not The Hollywood Reporter. I don't know anything about The Hollywood I'm pretty sure that's like one of those stupid tabloids that like your mom always like, don't, don't buy those. Don't suppose when you're Yeah, okay. Those. Well, billionaires survivalist bunkers go absolutely bonkers with fire remotes and water cannons. Amid World War III fears, apocalypse-fearing moguls are investing millions in survival strategies, including rotating fireplace out of Indiana Jones and heightened tacticals. This is an article about a dude who makes specialty survivalist bunkers for millionaires and billionaires. Um, you watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I don't watch it. On a regular basis. Did no, you see the one worry. where they go see their survivalist bunker and they thought about buying it? Well, they do on the show, and it's this guy's stuff. But... What it is, is Mark Zuckerberg spent something like $50 million on a survivalist bunker on some island in the South Pacific. So now that he did that, everybody's like, oh, this might actually be really serious. We might need a bunker of our own. So he's like, we, we can't even keep up with the demand for it right now. That is, okay. That is how you know there's something wrong in this. Like, listen, there's people who cannot afford fucking groceries. Like, and you're going to be... Buying water cannons. I'm sorry. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, right? Buy water slides, not water cannons. No. Like, there are people out there that, like, what our governor here in the great state of Nebraska, he just retracted his statement, but he was not going to pass a bill to, that supports kids to get free lunches in the summertime. Okay. But yet, there are billionaires who are going to go buy water cannons and moats. But there are kids who have to worry about where they're getting their meal in the summertime. Yeah, but I mean, come on, a moat is pretty badass. No, like that's not even, that's not I didn't even, even funny. I didn't even, I didn't even think we were getting this deep into it. Well, we are. That's not even like a funny statement because like there are people in this country that are really, really struggling. There, We are, we are middle class, us, and we still struggle. Yeah. But you have billionaires who are buying the dumbest shit. I mean, wh- who's the guy that was like, I just want to go to outer space on a Tuesday, so I'm going to build a rocket. Bezos. Okay, so you're going to have enough money to build, but all these kids. There's a school here in town that does a shoe drive because a good population of their students don't have good shoes. That like that story just pisses me. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought we were going to get into like the pepper stuff. <laughs> Dude, I used to be, I used to be uh, really into, I used to be really into like that stuff when I was younger. I just thought it was super cool. You ever see Doomsday Preppers? Yeah, that's different. How's that different? Because they're not spending millions of dollars. They're like canning food and like doing things that you're just like, okay, you know, weirdo. <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? And I think that not doomsday prepping is a good idea. Like, I don't want to fear the end of the world. But, like, I think it's a good idea to have, like, maybe have some supplies ready, like um, canned goods. Or you have, like, the those water jugs down there in our yeah. basement. That's a good idea. Why'd you give me such a hard time about it? Because you did it? Okay, no. Time out. I want everybody to know. So, Tony is from Boston. So, he's from the East Coast. We lived in Boston for a little bit. And... When I moved there, I asked one of our dear, dear friends when we were working, I said, do you guys do tornado warnings like on Wednesdays? And they looked at me like I had five heads. They were like, what are you talking about? And I had to explain to them that here we do tornado sirens every Wednesday. And they were like, that would be freaking of the first of the month. Because I know someone's going to be like, we don't do them every Wednesday. (laughs) We're not going to do them every Wednesday. Or we don't do them every Wednesday. We just do the first of the month. So, but they looked at me with, like, I had five heads. <laughs> we moved back to Nebraska. And my husband, I call him and I say, we are in a tornado watch. Just keep an eye on the weather and keep an eye on the news. <laughs> it turned into a tornado warning. I said, keep an eye out on the weather. Keep an eye out on the news. I'm not trying to scare my husband. I'm just trying to tell him we are in a tornado warning. I come home to water in a whole bunch of jugs. You had food downstairs. You had the dogs and the cats in the basement. And you looked like you were ready for the zombie apocalypse. You told me. You told me. (laughs) You told me to be ready with the dogs and the cat. 
downstairs in the event that we have a tornado. I meant it's hard to get, when it's the two of us, it's hard to get the dogs and the cat down. Because the cat freaks out. The dogs sometimes won't listen. So, like, to get downstairs. And Georgie's terrified because that's where she does, she goes pee in our house when, I don't know, feels like it. And so she doesn't go down there because she's terrified she's going to get in trouble. So I knew it might be hard for you to get the animals in there. So I was just like, hey, just, like, prepare yourself. Like, maybe take one down at a time. No, this man was like, I, I, thought, was I, was, I thought I was going to get down there and he's going to be in his tidy whities with a like a like a like, like a pot on his head and like a gun. <laughs> it's it's a tin foil hat. It's yeah, a tin okay. foil hat. It's to protect it's to protect against the EMP signals that the aliens give out. Oh. FM radio. Let mm-hmm. me tell you, FM radio is the bane of this country. I can't tell if you're being serious. I'm not being serious. I listen to FM radio all the time. I know. Okay. I was like But let me tell you about five G. Okay. Okay. So back sorry. Go it's, back on track. It's stupid. But it's so stupid. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting because they're like, this isn't anything like Doomsday Preppers. This is the big, the big things. And they're like, one of the, one of the things that, um, uh, I was reading the article. They said one of the things that one of the billionaires had, had tried to put in, um, to their plan was loyalty collars to make sure that the people they brought with them to the bunker didn't rebel. And I don't know what loyalty collars are, but they don't sound good. You know what though? I can see the conspiracy theory theorists though. Being like, if the millionaires, because the millionaires know everything, right? Yeah. They, like, if the millionaires are getting prepped, something bad is going to happen. Well, that's that's why apparently it's been he's not been able to keep up with demand. Is everybody's like Mark Zuckerberg Got thinks it. something's going to happen. So if Mark Zuckerberg thinks something is going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah, that and didn't Bezos do like the uh, the thousand year clock recently? I haven't. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm going to go off on this. This is so stupid. He spends fifty three million dollars on a clock that. Um, is supposed to uh, only tick one minute every year. And it's supposed to do that for a thousand years. And it's in the middle of nowhere, and you can't visit it, except because it's so, so it, in the middle it of nowhere. Doesn't exist. I'm sure it exists. I'm sure it's some weird project. That sounds weird. Anyway, okay. Are you done? Is that. There's I, water cannons uh, that can take down parachuters, Apache helicopters, or whatever you're coming the, your way 500 feet in the air. Um, they built a mountain. As a natural fortification around the property, they cut through a tunnel with flamethrowers. Um, there's a steel wall that could stop a 16-wheeler or an 18-wheeler going 18, 80 miles an hour. Um, uh, it says the bells and whistles actually can double as everyday fun. Um, you can play flag football and jet skis. Um, Sorry, I just hear waste of money, waste of money. It's just, it's, it's just insane. It's just an insane sort of thing that I thought you'd find funny instead of... No, it really actually got under my skin. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that was my, that was my fun <laughs> one. That was your fun one. I'm glad we had such a good time. Mm-hmm. Okay, are we on to mine then? Yeah. Okay. All right, so this story is near and dear to my heart. Okay. So, the trendy, oversized Stanley Thermos. That reached viral fame on social media and became a must-have item is facing new criticism from customers. Um, the parent company of the viral tumblers is facing two lawsuits after Stanley acknowledged that parts of the insulation at the bottom of the bottle, which people do not come into contact with, um, contains some lead. So only if um, the tumbler or your cup is damaged would you come in contact. Okay. So... Isn't gonna isn't gonna it gonna get damaged over time? No, no. So like, I don't have. So I have two Stanleys, I believe. I think it's like twenty. That is not true. Do not tell people because that is not true. In fact, I for a long time was not going to get a Stanley. And then you got peer pressure to do it. I did not get peer pressured. It was a friend and I went to Kansas City. And then they made fun of you. No, wait, stop. You're being annoying. <laughs> no, we went to Kansas City, and I left my like. I don't even know what it was. Like, I don't know the brand name. But I left Stanley my... Stanley Plus. No. Okay, I'll let you talk. I left my tumbler in the car, and she left her Stanley in the car. And mine was full of ice. And hers was full of ice. And I got back in the next day, and mine was warm water, and hers was still full of ice. And I was like... So I got one. And then the one I had, I gave to my cousin's daughter, because she wanted one so bad, and she wanted the color I had. And I was like, you know what? I can always go get another. So then I gave her that Stanley. And then I got one, another one. And then I got, we were in Target one day and I saw they had them in the shelves. And I just, so I have two. And I have one 
that's not a Stanley, but yeah, okay. But anyway, so um, yeah, people are now scared of Stanley, but not scared enough to not use them. Yeah, correct. Um, but my question about this topic is: Have you ever had a product or item um, that you could buy that you were obsessed? With? So, like, did you have? Were you ever obsessed with a product like Stanley? So, so I don't get typically obsessed over specific products, yeah, like brand names. But I think you know me that every now and then I find something that I'm like, I got to get this. I got to get this. I want to have it. Like with me, it's... Um, stock pot. Stock pot. Oh, my God. Gardening stuff. Seeds. Like specific kinds of seeds, I will say that. Like every now and then oh I come across God. something. Yes. He's stupid obnoxious when it comes to seeds. Like we will go... Like one time, we weren't even going to get seeds. We were going to Home Depot. I can't even remember what it was. And he literally was like, I'm going to stop and get seeds. So he like... I mean, it was... Tons of seeds. I was like, Tony, you do not need this. I really want these seeds. Dude, guess what, bitch? You didn't plant any of them. I, I still have some seeds up there. Yeah, because you didn't plant any of them. Oh my gosh, but there were so many cool ones. Okay, so what I want to do, New Mexico State University. They have a pepper. Okay, this is my story. Shh, you asked me a question. <laughs> <laughs> New Mexico State University is the only university in the world that has a specific pepper breeding program. Okay. I've heard this. I the listeners haven't. Um, they sell 156 varieties of peppers. Brogan, I want a hundred dollars. <laughs> You're not. Where would we put peppers, Tony? Everywhere. No, peppers will go everywhere. I don't want peppers we can have, go everywhere. We can have fancy peppers. We can have ghost peppers. We can have peppers that are blue, yellow, and and you know what? Red. I will give you a hundred dollars for the peppers. <gasps> no, listen. You heard on, it here, folks. No, you heard it here, there's folks. conditions. There's conditions. I will give you $100 for the peppers if you can maintain the garden this summer. Yeah. Okay. Done. Give me the $100 right now. No. It has to. I will give well, it I got to wait a whole year? Yeah. Until I until you can prove to me that you can maintain and make that garden grow and look good. I tried. You did not try, you Tony. I tried. Okay. Well, I'm doing pumpkins this year. Okay. I, I just said if you can maintain. No, the, I have pumpkin seeds. Okay, I'm saying if you can maintain, then I would have no problem with you doing the peppers. All right, sounds good. Okay. High five. No. Okay. <laughs> um, I I like Stanleys. I don't. I'm not obsessed with them like some people are. Like I don't have. I don't have a collection. I don't have a whole bunch of them. I really don't intend to buy more. Um, I'm not so obsessed that I would run to Target to find the Valentine's Day one like those other people did. Like, I don't care about that. But I will say, and like, or I think it's fascinating that people are obsessed with Apple products. Like, they have to get the newest Apple phone, watch, um, headphones. I'm not like that. Like, I hate getting a new phone because you have to learn all of this new technology and all this stuff. I don't like to have to try to sync up everything. I just, I don't like that either. I'm trying to think I know what a product that I'm obsessed with getting. That's not really a product. That's just a service. And it doesn't okay, have to be service. from the same, the same person every time. I mean, that's just something, that's like getting your hair cut. Except need- I get my nails done, like I have, like I get them done every two weeks on the dot. Yeah. That's not crazy though. That's not something you're obsessing That's a little over. crazy. Okay. I want to know from our listeners, like I want someone, I'll make a post. And I, when this drops um, today, today um, I will make a post and I will say, is it, how often do you get your nails done? Is it crazy to go every two weeks on the dot or am I, I normal? I think that's obsessive. Mm, I've had some people that are like, I can go like a month and I'm like, nope, every two weeks. Okay. Fair. Like I just, I'm going to get my nails done with one of my, uh, my new friends and you make new friends? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to get my nails done. And I like, just messaged her and was like, girl, I'm because my two weeks is on Tuesday, but we're not going until Thursday. Oh, geez. And I'm like, girl, looking at my nails, like, I don't I'm looking uh, ratchet. I'm looking ratchet. I need Thursday to come around. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that's not crazy. We will ask the viewers. Because I know some of our viewers, well, maybe not. Um, well, I just got that green screen. So if you want to do something crazy with it. Should we start videoing our... Yeah, uh, we can do that. Whatever. Podcast. Podcast. With just a green screen backdrop. And we just have people put whatever they want to in it. 
Yeah, or we can. We could make it look like people we have an audience. Oh my gosh. We should we should do it where um we should do it where we're different uh talk shows. We could do Oprah, we can do Conan okay, O'Brien. We're going way off track now. Okay, we're coming back. But all right. Um yeah, so And you can find us on the Instagram. Oh yeah, you can. Our hot underscore topics underscore pod. And you can write into us at uh, hottopics.writein at gmail.com if you have anything interesting. That or you they can add. write in at the Instagram if you don't feel like. Or you can write into the email if you don't feel like Instagramming. Or you can write into the Instagram. Or you can leave feel- a comment under Apple or Spotify. Oh, yes, we did today just open. We can You can get us on Apple or Spotify, not just Spotify. Yeah. Fun, fun. Absolutely. Okay, now your turn. Okay, so this is a serious one. Is it really serious? Because the way you just looked at me makes me. Question. You're gonna roll your eyes. So I mean, is this hard. gonna piss me off too? Well, you just, just I don't know what pisses you off. I didn't the think last, the last one was gonna piss you yes, off. Yes, when people are dying and starving in this world, and billionaires want to just like shit money and fucking I don't know, well, spend it on dumb shit. This is one of those ones that I was able to relate to a lot, and I, and you'll find out why. I almost said something really not nice there. <laughs> I was like, no, oh, no. All right. This is from Al Jazeera. Okay. Are you familiar with Al Jazeera? Do you want to know where my last Oh, yeah. Where was it? ABC. ABC News? Yeah. Stanley Cups. Um, <laughs> by the way, these are all of our own opinions, opinions ideas, and the ideas of our sponsor today. Which Stanley is, Cup. No, Stanley Cup. Stanley Cup, Cup is, is sponsoring sponsor, us. This is a sponsored by Stanley Cup. This yes, is actually is. a sponsored podcast. That's why we only bring up the fact <laughs> that Stanley Cup's Will only give you lead poisoning only if they're damaged. Yeah. Otherwise, um, just drink drink them, bitches. Yeah. Um, drink them. Drink them, bitches. And like Stanley from Stanley Cups always says, I love to suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> that was the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm so sorry for really loud in your ears. We're still trying to tweak things. I can just see the... You just see the spikes. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll try to do what I can. All right. So, um, <clears throat> Al Jazeera. Can a Muslim lion and a Hindu lioness live together? An Indian zoo dilemma. A this hint- is some dumb shit. No, Rogan. This is actually very serious. Is it really? This is a law that is that might be coming what? around. What? Wait. Say... Okay. I'm sorry. Can a Muslim lion yeah. and Hindu lioness live together? I didn't know... Animals had religions. They don't, but... Let's just hear about it. But the courts might decide that they do. Okay, I'm I'm ready. Okay, so essentially... I'm going to keep an open mind to this. um, There is uh, a lion and a lioness in India. The lion is named after a um, Muslim king from India, from the 1500s. And the lioness is named after a Hindu goddess. Okay? So there are groups... Within India, of Hindu nationals, you know how we have like Christian nationalists here. Mm-hmm. They have Hindu nationalists there, where, mm-hmm. where they believe India should be a Hindu country yeah. and they should, you know, have Hindu-based laws and religion. Yeah. Um, who believe that um, this is immoral, that this is wrong, and that this is um, due to a conspiracy theory that exists in there, known as lovers' jihad. Essentially, the idea is Muslim men are trying to get Hindu women to fall in love with them to convert their religion. It's not real. Time out. That noise you guys just heard was our little shit suit. Sorry, go ahead. Um, It's not real. It's a total conspiracy theory, but it's really popular. And the idea is that that's why there's so many women that joined ISIS, is that Muslim men converted Hindu women. Now, that's not true again. Right, right. But this has become uh, so big. All right, that the uh, majority ruling party, which is a far right party of within India, um, has brought it to the attention of the Calcutta High Court. So it'd be like the state Supreme Court, essentially. Yeah. Um, and there's a question on whether or not laws should be put in to rename the animals, either both to the same religious name or to prevent okay. the naming of animals okay. based upon religious or okay. cultural figures. Okay. But... Here's where it gets really interesting. So you know how you have like really stupid online memes these days that are just like AI generated mm-hmm. and they're like super political. Yeah, this thing has blown up. Blown Indian Twitter's going wild. Okay. Let me let me show you the picture. Um, so he, like here's one of them, and it's a picture of a bunch of 
lionesses in hijabs. Mm-hmm. And it's all things like this. Um, there's pictures of uh, the, the lion and the lioness in traditional yeah. Muslim and Hindu clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, and So people realize that this is a little cray-cray. A lot of people yeah. are like, this is insane. And there's people who are sitting there saying it's it's this is just goes to show like how crazy our country's getting. And it's the same thing you hear here. So one, I'm gonna take back what I said that it, like, oh that's so stupid. It's people's religion. I'm not saying to clarify that. But I also um how do I say I understand it a little bit. I get that religion is important, especially in the Middle East. Like that is it's, India's not delete that right <laughs> India's India's okay, so India is its own country. These are these are Hindus that are upset over it. So they're not they're not Muslim. But isn't India in the Middle East? No. India's next <laughs> to the Middle East. India's it's India is a whole old thing. Ugh, it's okay. its own thing. Oh wait. Never mind. Don't you want me to pull up a world map. Shut up. You know I'm not good at this. <laughs> anyway. So no, do not pull up a world map. Okay. I'm just saying though, no, I know that it is very important. Um, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like a majority of the Middle Eastern countries in Asia and like Africa, a good chunk of that country is the same religion. Well, I mean, yeah, India is predominantly Hindu, but that doesn't, that no. doesn't mean that. So should... I'm, but, but I'm trying to say is I understand where some of those religions though are like super, super sacred, right? So like there's a certain, like you People would be a little up in arms if the Omaha Zoo had a lion named Jesus and a lioness named Goddess. What's one of the... Vishnu. Something like that. They would be like, I don't know if it would be such a big deal. I don't know. Well, I I could see I'm just trying to say, I understand the respect. You want to give people's um, culture... You want to give people's culture the respect that it deserves. Yeah. And so I understand that part. Or maybe it would be like if you had. No, I think the first example is just fine. Or maybe, well, even if maybe like, I'm trying to think as in in, in terms of in America, maybe it would be like if we had a lion named Martin Luther King Jr. and a lion named. um, Jesus. No. What's a, what's a, like a Confederate. I don't, I don't know. Confederate Robert E. Lee. Yeah, so like if they had a lion named Martin Luther King Jr. and a lion named Robert E. Lee. Like, people would be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, so I could see where, I'm just giving that as an example. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I, I think I think the first example that you gave. Was better. <laughs> was better simply because it's, like if, if that happened. And then there were Christian, far-right Christian nationalist groups who were like, that's not cool. We need to rename the, the both lioness. of the lions, yeah. because oh. Jesus Jesus was never married, and then the mm-hmm. lioness. We don't want a foreign, or even if it was a, a Muslim lion, right? Name, right. they'd be like that's that shouldn't be allowed, right? Um, and then there would be conspiracy theories about like how Muslim men are trying to convert Christian women and stuff like that. Like it would be the exact same thing okay. here. Okay, and that's one of the reasons why I picked this story is that it it's like the same the same bullcrap. It's yeah in another country mm-hmm. that has. Completely different sets of problems, completely different identities, but it's just like the same thing again and again. And the responses from everywhere are still the same. Because it's, I, it's no matter what religion it is, it's silly when, when you're, when it has to dictate everyday life. Yeah. Just like here in America, that's why, in our opinion, and the opinion of Dyson, no, sorry. or not Dyson Stanley, um, in our opinion, it's. Church and state should be separate, right? Like, it should not... I feel like, in my opinion, and I can go into this in my next story, I feel like religion is a big issue in not only our country, but the world. I feel like it starts to put people in boxes. It starts to... um, It starts to put in rulings based on your feelings of other people, whether that those feelings are right or wrong. Um, And you are starting to dictate hate people's lives who may not believe in the things that you believe in and so i think that that is dangerous i think that there's no issue with a lion being named jesus and a lioness fish yeah do you think if it went to the state supreme court that would be a little bit excessive yes okay 
I do. A lot of people over there think that it's, this is bizarre too. Well, I think a lot of people hear what thinks bizarre if that were to happen in the United States. Yeah. I think a lot of people would be upset because there's a lot of more a lot of more important issues that we should not the lions in a zoo. Yeah. Do you think if the president of the United States waited on this issue, saying that their party got a lot of people writing in that this was a major topic and they felt disrespected, that would be a little bit excessive? Yeah. Yeah, because that's what happened over there. And the, the president himself, who's apparently far right, apparently he's like India's Trump, but he's like a cool Trump. I don't know. I, I'm not as familiar with Indian politics. Yeah. I don't know. But what did he say? Um, yeah, his official statement was that this has been brought to our attention. We've had a lot of people within our party at the ground level, like write in and call in and say that this is a very vital issue hmm. and it needs to be addressed and it needs to be addressed in the courts and the courts need to rule on it because it's disrespectful to um, Hindus. It's disrespectful to uh, Hindu way of life. And, um, you know, they should be allowed to practice their religion without without fear of uh, of um, being attacked. Yeah, that's just silly. Yeah. And that's why it sounds silly at first, but it's actually like a really serious. Oh, yeah. A really serious topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, over, this is, but that's, I feel like how everything starts, where it's kind of like, that's, like, this is silly. Like, mm-hmm. why are we talking about this? This is silly. And then all of a sudden, it's, people are getting their rights taken away because this of this little silly thing that, that initiated. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? That's how it works. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to take a 10-minute break, but for you guys, it's going to be, like, a second, because we're going to pause it. And then when we get back, um, just a warning, this is the topic, we are going to be talking about miscarriages, infertility, and possibly um abortion so if this is your time to exit then exit now yeah and we'll see you next week all right and we are back and so i'm going to be talking about today the uh ruling in alabama um in a ruling last week the court said embryos used in in vitro fertilization are people um that means a person could be held liable for destroying them putting IVF clinics throughout the state in an immediate bind and the future of IVF services in jeopardy. Um, in a concurring opinion, uh, Chief Justice Tom Bar- or Parker excuse me, wrote, in summary, um, theologically based view of the sanctity of life adopted by the people of Alabama in, um, encompasses the following. God made every person in his image. Uh, to each person, therefore, has a value that far exceeds the ability of human beings to calculate. And three, human life cannot be wrongfully destroyed without incurring the wrath of a holy God who views the destruction of his image as an affront to himself. Um, also, and that is from USA Today. Um, also, um, I have an article where from ABC news of physicians who share concerns over IVF treatments and they were pausing some IVF treatments in Alabama court ruling, which for some families, um, I don't know if anybody, anybody's ever looked into IVF. Um, but it can be, um, 32,000 and over. Um, sometimes people have to take out second mortgages to do IVF. Um, Sometimes what people don't know is IVF doesn't always work. So sometimes people take out second mortgages and they only have a couple embryos and they do all of their, use all of their embryos and none of it works. So not only do they not get to have babies, but now they are financially uh, in a bind for a very long time because they have dreams of having children. Um, But also, I don't know if people know with IVF, you have... A lot of embryos. So what they do is not all the embryos are going to take. So um, what they would do is they would make have these embryos and they could place six embryos in there. And so their hopes is at least one or two will will take. Um, that's how you have John and Kate plus eight. Uh, they put all of those embryos in Kate, um, and then that's how you have Octomom. She had all those embryos placed here. Um, so <clears throat> I'm going to talk about our experience first with infertility and miscarriages. Um, I was diagnosed with PCOS. That's poly- polycystic ovarian syndrome. Ovarian <laughs> really rattled my brain there for a minute. Um, and Tony and I, when Tony came home, uh, Tony was in the military and he came back from um, being deployed for a year. And we you know, we did what you do when 
you see your significant other after a long period of time. And I got pregnant and had zero zilch idea that I was pregnant because I was on birth control um, and all the fun things. Um, we found out I was pregnant at about 16 weeks, um, which if you do the math, that's about four months, four months pregnant. And um, we weren't super thrilled because we had all these plans for us with him being back after a year. Um, but Tony said to me, um, we both voiced how we weren't thrilled at the news, but Tony said whatever I decided he would support. And, um, but we didn't really have to worry about that because, um, at our second ultrasound appointment, they told us that the pregnancy was not viable. Um, it looked like the sac had imploded in, on itself. Um, and so I had to have a assisted birth slash DNC. Um, and it was very traumatizing. Um, it is something that I actually did not deal with until just recently. And it was not a fun thing to process. Um, uh, also, we also had a miscarriage a couple years later, but that was earlier on. Um, but my thoughts on this whole IVF thing is that a lot of people are making laws on my and my fellow women of America's bodies that have never had to sit through an appointment to hear that uh, their body is no longer holding their their baby. Um, they've never had to sit through uh, surgery. Um, I had to have surgery on my uterus. We could not figure out what was going on. Um, I almost had to have a full hysterectomy. Um, we figured out what was going on. I'm a lot better, but um, I was in a lot of pain for a long time. And I had to have blood transfusions. Um, I got really sick. It was really bad. But a lot of people are making laws that have never had to sit with their doctor and make a decision of maybe removing removing something from your body that that what that's what your body was made. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for a woman, um, I'm in therapy. <laughs> um, so I've talked to my therapist about this, and um, I told her that it's. Sometimes it's frustrating for me because I feel like one of the one of the jobs, quote unquote, that I feel like you are trained to think in society as a woman is one of your jobs is to have babies. And when your body isn't doing that, you start to self-doubt your ability as if you're a good enough person, if that makes sense. Um, it is it's frustrating. That you have people who use God's name to tell women how they have to and how what they're supposed to do and what their what their bodies are supposed to. Um, if we had the miscarriage that we had in 2019, if we would have had that now and we were in a state that didn't allow abortions, uh, you and I would have had to travel outside of the state to get medical. And that's terrifying because um, when we had our miscarriage, it was around Christmas time and they were not going to let me fly home. Um, they really were against it, it, but they had things in place that they made me promise if anything like this sort of happened, I would go right to an emergency room. But the fact that now people who, we've already had Roe versus Wade overturned, Roe v. versus Wade. And, um, that was really scary. Um, because like I said, I'm a person who has had two miscarriages. One I had to have medical attention, attention for the other, my body knew it. Um, but for someone to say to someone who has spent thousands upon thousands of dollars who really just want to have kids that if they destroy any of their embryos that they have left, that they, I mean, it is, they're looking at life in prison. It will be murder. It is murder if you do that. Um, it it's scary to me. I'm I'm very scared for women's health. I'm also scared for women who can't have babies. What is that going to look like in the future? Is it going to be if you can't have babies, you're not worth you know marriage? 
Is it something that, like, you know, back in the day they had to look and make sure the woman was a virgin? Is it something that they have, they're going to start doing? And I know this is extreme, but these are my thoughts. Is it going to be something where down the future it's going to be, I have to make sure this woman can have kids before I marry her? And if she can't, the marriage is off. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it is a thought of, it's almost like your body isn't safe. Like, what happens when they take away contraceptives? And we have people having babies that shouldn't be having babies. The foster care system is already overwhelmed. Um, you and I have talked about being foster parents. It's just, it's very, very concerning. And it's very frustrating. And I guess my question to you is, um, you know, being the husband of someone that went through that, like, and just being a husband in general, like, what is, like, what are your... I guess, what are your fears with this? Especially with being in a marriage with someone who, you know, if we accidentally got pregnant and I, because I'm on, but if we accidentally got pregnant and had to have a DNC again, like, I guess, what are your concerns on reproductive rights being married to a woman? Um, I mean, yeah, I think my opinions are going to be probably the same as yours. Yeah. Um, I think you've pretty much said everything that could be said. I just don't, I mean, I don't agree with it at a base level. Um, I think that it's pretty insane. Um, I can't believe that we're just completely ignoring, for example, separation of church and state. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're doing a ruling about how, like God shouldn't allow people to be killed and it's like, well, the United States constitution says that, well, not the constitution, but the laws of the United States say that people should be killed, period. Right. Why are we defining this as a, as a person? It's just justification to help eliminate abortion completely. That's the only reason that they're doing it. And in their rush to appease people who are against abortion, they've created a bad law and then made it even worse by this rule. It's one of those things that even at a base level, a lot of people, a lot of people in government, a lot of people in politics, our last vice president, his son was conceived through IVF. So, I mean, legally, if we're being proactive, did the vice president engage in vice kill murder. Right. Yeah. 100%. And um, that being said, if Tony and I decided to have a child, um, our my gynecologist um, already has told us that she would like us to go see a infertility doctor. Um, she's not saying that we have to have IVF, but uh, my body just has a hard time holding on to a pregnancy. Um, so it, I, it's almost like if, what if that... God forbid, became a national law, and we decided to do IVF. Um, we couldn't do it legally. No, because we, I can't have, we we cannot afford having 20 kids. My body cannot push out 20 children. Um, that's another thing. Having multiple babies is a extremely high-risk pregnancy. It could, yeah. not only babies not make it, it could kill the mom. So then that would leave you... Let's say I, let's say we did IVF and I had how many did okay six six I got pregnant with six babies I end up dying you are now stuck with four babies that sounds bad but with six babies not stuck but you have to parent six babies alone and that's hard to do with even if you had six parents yeah, yeah. it's just I I don't know I got I guess my other question to you is how is this going to affect um reproductive rights in the future, do you think? I think that those states that have already been extremely against it are still going to keep pushing harder and harder and harder. For it. I think that with this ruling, they're going to take it and run with it in those areas. Um, and then people on the ground who really aren't paying attention to these sorts of things are not even going to really recognize what's happening. It's one of those things where if you're, if it's not happening to you, you don't see it. Right. If you're not... If you don't know anybody who's going through IVF, if you don't know anybody who's considering it, if you're not considering it, then like this isn't even something that's going to pop up on your radar. And it's not it's not because you necessarily don't care about it or you wouldn't have an opinion about it or you, this is messed up. It's just kind of like this isn't really something that you maybe you've heard about it, but it's not it's not affecting your life. It's kind of like the the thing in India I was talking about. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. Even if you saw something about that on the news, you'd be like, ha ha ha, people are making fun of this. But then like. If it's affecting you, if it's not affecting you, then you're going to ignore it. But also, I think what, and I'm I'm just saying this because typically right winged people are uh, pro life. 
but it affects pro-life women. Yeah. And I don't think they understand that quite yet. Um, because they're just because you, and I don't know how to say this otherwise, and this not my, this may not be the correct wording, but just because, just because you believe in pro-life does not mean you're going to have babies. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's, it's not even a thing of that. It's, it's another one of those, those pieces of it's, you can have really strong opinions on something as well, but right. once it starts to affect you, you're going to have your, your, it's, you're going to change your views. Right, but that's what I was saying. Yeah. I'm saying that pro-life women are like, I would never get an abortion. I would never do this. I would never do that. But when it comes down to it's either you have to get an abortion or you have to get a DNC because, I mean, sometimes the baby is, you know, that was one of the um, options the doctor gave us. He said, you could you could go full term with this baby. But it would die immediately from when you gave birth. And I think... But I'm, I'm not done. So, but I knew and if, even if that was still an option on the day that we went in to the doctor, even if that, I knew I was, I wasn't strong enough. Maybe that's not the word. I knew I didn't want to have that trauma of delivering a baby and have and having it die in my I did not want that. I did not want to have to do I didn't want to have to go to a grocery store and a woman be like, What do you do? And have to be like, May 17th. And it will die on May 17th. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it really bothers me when pro-lifers use that as a, well, if the baby's gonna die, I'm gonna carry it till that's I'm I'm happy for. I'm I'm glad you can do that. I could not have. And I, I would have needed to have a procedure where I would end the pregnancy. And I, but I, I just struggle with, I don't know. I have a lot of opinions and I feel like we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. I just want people, I want women to know that, um, I don't know. I think it's nice to hear other people's stories. I think it's nice to hear that there's someone on your side, um, I was pro-life. I grew up in a Christian household. I went to a private Christian school. Um, I thought pro or I thought abortions were horrible, horrible, horrible. And I really feel it. I really truly feel in my heart of hearts, no one is pro-abortion. No one is everybody go get an abortion. No one is like that. Everybody is you. You do what is best for you and your family. That is pro-choice. No one is saying abortions are the best. No one. But it is it is healthcare. It is something that is needed because sometimes things don't work out like you. And I'm angry that there are people making laws on my body, my healthcare, that will never have to sit in a doctor's office and have to make decisions that ultimately will change your mindset and change your the tra- the trajectory of your life. And that is why I'm angry and that is why I'm upset. And that is why I'm scared to be a woman in this country because I don't want to have to, if I, if we get pregnant again, I don't want to have to have a conversation with my doctor saying this isn't a viable pregnancy, but if I perform a DNC, I will go to jail. I need to go to it. Or God forbid, they say that it's illegal everywhere. You're going to die. Just, just get things prepared. You're going to die. But yet we're pro-life. Harm. <laughs> So that is how I feel. Okay. I'm angry, I'm sad, and I'm scared. Okay. And I think this is why it's important to talk about this stuff on this podcast because people need to hear the side of a medical procedure saved my life. And I have a lot of things I want to say, but I also feel like I feel like not everybody would agree. Not even agree because I know people aren't going to agree with my how I feel. I'm pro-choice. I feel like it's up to a woman to have an abortion. It's hard to make that decision. Um, after our, after I had our miscarriage, I went to a support group that was for women who had miscarriages, but also for women who had abortion. And I sat there and I listened to women who had to make that decision. It is not an easy decision. No one goes in there ho- you like hollering. No one goes in there popping champagne. It is a really hard decision. And it should be between a woman and her, her doctor because there's so many there's so many reasons women get abortion. It's not just because 
they don't want it. You know what I mean? And sometimes that is. That's what why they do it. And that's okay too. But sometimes it's, I'm not ready. Sometimes it's, I'm in a, an abusive relationship. Sometimes it's, I'm broke. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what the reasoning is. It's healthcare. What I was trying to say though is, there's things I want to say, but I don't want people to construe it as being heartless. I love kids. I've worked with kids. I hope to be a mom one, but that doesn't mean I don't think that abortion is. That doesn't mean that I don't think that it's up to the people who get the second mortgage or spend thousands, maybe even millions of dollars, what they get to decide to do with their embryo, with their DNA. It is up to those people. And no person should, the only person in the room should be in the room is the doctor and the husband and wife or husband and husband or wife and wife or whoever. Those are the people that should be in that. It should not be the doctor, the woman, governor, president, and the Bible. That's too, that's too many people in a little doctor's office. Mm-hmm. So get the fuck. Who's your one fuck? I actually said fuck like three times today. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> but um, yeah, and that is why I felt like we needed to tell our story. Okay. Because. It's important. I feel like things are getting serious. Mm-hmm. And um, it is important. And I think it's important for men to voice their concern as well. Especially if they have wives and daughters. Because. Um, it affects you. Yeah. It affects you. Um, that is all I have. I don't really have anything else to add. I think that's okay. you kind of put it all together. Yeah, I put it up and I put it in a little bow. Mm-hmm. In a little bow. Um, but I would love to hear if you have a story that you would like to share. I would love to hear about it. Um, if you don't, if you just want to yell and scream too, go ahead and you can email us or hit us up on the Instagram. What's the Instagram again? Hot underscore topics underscore pod. And then our email is... Uh, <laughs> Tony really wants you guys to email him because he's so sad. He checks you it really and he wants so your, You really want your, your Instagram hit. Um, I've already had two people. Okay, your mom said hi twice. Um, <laughs> it's not my mom. Hot mom, topics. if you do want to message me on Instagram, though, it's hot underscore topics underscore pod. And our email is hottopics.writein at gmail.com. And then... Uh, Tony's mom, I won't say her name because I don't know if she wants me to I say her name. I don't think she's listening to this. Sad. But you can email him, okay? So both my mom, or my mom can email she's you. She's going to text me directly and be like, Tony, you had a really good podcast. <laughs> That's what I love. <laughs> um, anyway, but we will be dropping new, um, new pot or new episodes. I have no idea. What Twice a week on Sundays and Thursdays. Sundays and Thursdays. <laughs> and it'll be at some point during the day. Yeah, because we also have jobs unless this um economy tanks oh wait no never mind let's not oh my god unless this podcasting takes off and this becomes our job our full-time yeah yeah and then we can get sponsored by the real stanley and the real chilies in a can and all those things i forgot we did chili in a can last week you did i we got 500 cans of chili from hormel's for that lying to the people don't do that hormel's paid us in chili all right, guys. Well, I got to get this liar off the podcast. Because right, I'm over here lying. Yeah. Like, because my story was about lions. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.